you for tuning in to No Gossip, Just Talk. I'm your host, Tanisha Javon. This is where we have conversation and get things off our chest. So sit back, relax, grab your snack, fill up your glass, and let's chat. Thank you for tuning in to No Gossip, Just Talk, where we don't gossip, we just talk. And for today's guest, we got Martin in the building. Yay, yay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What's you don't brought out the ice cube. <laughs> That's right. Yay, yay. <laughs> Today was a good day. <laughs> so, Martin, let's get started. So, All right. How, you know, this whole quarantine life has been going on. Everybody having to wear their mask when they're out oh, yes. and all that good stuff. So, yeah. How has your life changed dramatically? Dramatically, yep. Since, I know, right? I'm like, uh, let me yeah. get all of my syllables out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, hey, that, that, that has a little, a little underlying, you know, like analogy in there. Dramastically, right. get it? M a s k. That's what's up. Hey, hashtag dramastically. That's you. Exactly. Coin the phrase. That's what's up. I'm a, hey, I'm gonna post that tonight as soon as we get off. Dramatically, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tag you on Instagram and Facebook. Dramatically, soon as watch, soon as this interview is over. Dramatically, oh my gosh. <laughs> that's I'm, I'm writing it down right now. Hashtag dramatically. Watch, soon as this is over, you watch. Just watch. Uh, let me tell you, when it comes to this accent, boy, it's like what. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But how has it changed since quarantine for you? Oh, I tell you, I mean, it was the the change is like something, and everybody says this, so it's not nothing new. It's like something straight out of a movie. Mm, yes. It's like something straight out of a straight up science fiction, World War Z type situation going on. You know, I was waiting for people to start turning into zombies. Right. Real talk. That part. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Where where's Brad Pitt at? Where are you gonna come running out trying to save everybody? But uh seriously though, I mean the biggest impact I would have to say uh that I can share and experience would be the homeschooling factor. Now, I have, you know, kids. I have three school age mm-hmm. kids. Um, and two of them I have all the time based on, you know, the situation. I'm divorced. I I'm a single father. I have joint custody but my two boys they stay with me primarily Mm -hmm. but there were times here and there where i had to watch all three Mm -hmm. you know because me and my ex we co-parent but that that factor right there just trying to do my work because i work from home you know i had to start working from home during the pandemic when it started Uh and just the just the the aspect of concentrating on my work and then having to shift gears get up, you know, away from my laptop, my work laptop and go and start teaching, you know, like fractions and, oh Lord, <laughs> you know, helping, helping with science projects and all that and having like art class and PE, you know, just right here at home. Um, that was like a shock to me. That was like the biggest change that I say that I had to overcome and just to develop like some type of some type of flow, some type yeah. of pattern, because I'll be, I'll be honest, 
that first those first uh two weeks you know of it I, i'm not even gonna lie and i tell anybody you know this is going to be broadcasted and i don't care where this is broadcasted you know the united states canada russia you know uh bangladesh wherever i would say it to anybody those first two weeks um i was on edge no really. I, i'm sure a lot of people were just because their kids are used to being taught at school, but it's like now yeah. you are the teacher. So I'm sure you're not the only one who felt on edge. Yeah. So I mean I get I was like, Yeah, it, it was it was crazy, you know. And I and I, I felt I felt for my kids <laughs> like after the fact, you know, because those first two weeks, like I said, um, we were under the impression that the the situation, you know, like just with any situation, this was so far fetched that I honestly thought, OK, this isn't going to last. You know, you know, USA, you know, we're superpower, all that. We're good. You know, somebody's going to say, OK, we got it under control. Not, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm like, OK, week one, week two, week three. Right. The schools are saying, yeah, the schools are saying that, oh, it may just be until I think at first they were saying until like the end of March or then the end of April, then we'll be good. We'll be able to continue the rest of the school year. Not that didn't happen when it kept going. I know, like I said, I was already on edge, but I really had to regroup and start thinking of ways to calm myself, keep my emotions in check. Because like I said, I'm a single father and I'm the leader, you know, of the household. And if the leader isn't on point, everybody who's following yeah facts you know so i had to regroup i said okay i like working out so let me get on a let me get back on my training regimen because when that covid19 pandemic hit i wasn't thinking about working out i was thinking about working to live (laughs) and survive and and how am i going to how am i going to change my lifestyle how am i going to adjust to not being able to go everywhere. How am I going to adjust to people rationing out, you know, chicken? How are you going to ration my chicken wings? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can't be rationing food out, but yeah. And it was, it's, you know, it just was a complete shock. But once we, and when I say we, myself, my children, once we all embraced the fact that this was going to be the way things are going to be, and we started implementing certain routines like i started working out steadily again and you know spiritual uh fitness as well um doing more things like interactive you know with my kids you know not letting them be slaves to xbox but like trying to you know be more engaged with them we actually i can say and a lot of people have said this the pandemic for the most part you know and i'm not trying to just you know be super optimistic Mm -hmm. (laughs) and everything but it has been a blessing in disguise um, on different levels, yeah. but I wasn't able to really see those blessings until I regrouped, just accepted the fact that this is this is the normal for now and try to just get back into the flow of everything, you know, with the adjustment of not being able to roam freely, okay. yeah. <laughs> you know, and the and what have you, but. That 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 homeschooling thing and just being on lockdown that was the biggest shock. Okay, that's you know, understandable. That's understandable. Okay, so reflecting on life and everything you had to endure, knowing right. now what you didn't know then, what advice would you give yourself, Martin? 
I would say definitely don't take anything for mm, granted. Yeah. You know, we we often jump in our cars, drive to wherever, you know, the mall, Walmart, you know, we drive to church or wherever. Don't take anything for granted. You know, um, I would say some people, they may say, for example, like, I don't know, going to church, uh, you know, as kids, I know as a child, you know, sometimes my parents would have to pull me out, you know, now as an adult, then, you know, of course, and they're passed away, but I can go on my own, you know, being amongst other people, I can truly say that was something that I really did not realize how important that was to me mm -hmm. when I could no longer be around other people, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. just the social aspect, just gathering together um, in any setting, church setting, at the mall, at sporting events, at concerts, you know, there's so many things I want to do now that I really didn't look at the importance or how significant it was, you know, to me yeah. in my life before, you know, that social aspect, I have to say just, um, if anything, don't take anything for granted, you know, especially the that social aspect in terms of just being with other people. I mean, we're all apart, you know, you know, of course, we got so much drama going on in the world, yeah. but there are some good things that do transpire that we can't really safely and and in a more and I, I guess say in a relaxed state take part in right now. Like I would love to some people some people still do it, though. Um, you know, that's why some numbers are still high, but some, <laughs> some, some, you know, like going to a cookout, I didn't go to any cookouts, you know, or going to like family reunions. That's not happening. Yeah. You know, no time soon. Um, being able to, being able to give somebody a hug when you see them or being able to, you know, shake hands, give, give my brothers, you know, some dap. I don't do that. <laughs> not now. Yeah. You're like, you know, Hey, what's up, man. You know, give them the, the upward nod you know yo what's up from six feet away what's up man you know that's it um just that social interaction that is really something that i think people take have, have taken for granted but hopefully they won't you know whenever this is over uh i'm sure that many people will really look at the importance of togetherness you know and just you know just bonding this i mean social distancing whoever thought those those two words would be together. right that's true you know that's what they call that oxymoron <laughs> <laughs> social distancing i mean it's crazy yeah it's crazy. You're right about that all right so let's go back to the very beginning before you launched um your career as a uh radio weekend radio personality and also before the launch of your of being a voiceover artist. Okay. Now, what made you realize your career, those careers was the path you should take? That's a very good question. And uh, I've answered that question many times. And the thing that made me realize that those two career paths uh, were meant for me to embark on, I would have to say that answer was spoken to me many mm -hmm. times by other people. When I was in the army, I can remember I was answering the phone one day. And when I answered the phone, there's like a certain greeting that you give most, you know, companies do it, businesses do it, not just in the military. Right. 
But when I rattled off the the unit greeting, if you will, for my uh, it was a platoon that I was in, the person on the other end of the uh, phone, you know, he was like, wow, Sergeant Bailey at that time. Sergeant Bailey, uh, your voice, it sounds like it should be in radio or in the media. And this was like back in like uh, late 90s, you know, and when they said that, you know, I'm like, you know, ha ha ha, laughed it off, you know, and just went on about my business and what have you. So fast forward, you know, X amount of years, um, I am out of the army and into the civilian sector, in the private business sector. And I started working with a uh, health insurance uh, carrier, uh, well-known in South Carolina area. And I continued, you know, continued on my, on the career path, well, that present career path with that health insurance uh, carrier. And one of the duties I had was to basically speak with people on the phone about their medical appeals and any claims and things of that nature. And a lot of people would often call in a little irate, you know, they'd be upset. But once I started talking to them, they would say oftentimes, have you ever been on the radio or have you ever been on TV? Your voice, it sounds like it should be in the media. Mm -hmm. So that was another time. And that was like, um, I would have to say like around 2000, 2010, 2011, 2011 timeframe, I would hear it. Um, and at a job previous previous uh, to that, when I worked for the state, or not the state, but the federal government, I would, you know, take phone calls for certain items, you know, certain things and what have you. People would say it also. Wow, you have a pretty, pretty cool voice. And it carried on, you know, uh, throughout my time frame at the health insurance carrier, people would say it, co-workers would say it. And then as time went on, I went through some rough times. Mm -hmm. My, my marriage uh, came to an end, uh, myself and now my ex, you know, separated and divorced. And during that transition, I did a noble thing that I think, you know, most men should do in, in, in the, uh, in the course of a divorce, you know, you got to make some sacrifices. So I sacrificed to make sure that my children did not feel the, any bumps, mm -hmm. you know, during that transition. So I had, you know, had to sacrifice a lot and it affected me economically. Mm -hmm. I mean, se severely. <laughs> and with that, I felt basically God leading me straight up to utilize a gift that a lot of people had already informed me of. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, basically, I, I don't want to say I was dodging it, but I really didn't key in on it. But he, you know, led me to utilize it. So what I did one day. I uh, I went online to actually LinkedIn and I went to LinkedIn and I typed in voiceover because I wanted to connect with some people who were in that line of work just to get some, you know, tips pointing in the right direction or whatever the case may be. So once I connected with an individual, um, uh, it was a lady by the name of Belinda Kendall mm -hmm. and she's actually in Charlotte and uh she responded to my message and I said, you know, I basically asked her, hey, what do I have to do to get into the voiceover profession? She said, the first thing you have to do is you, you need to make a demo, get a voiceover demo done. So she connected, with, connected me with someone who was also in Charlotte. Um, it was a former producer. Well, he's still a producer, uh, producer, uh, recording engineer uh, by the name of Chris Clay. 
and he has a studio that's right there in Charlotte uh, called New Soul Productions. So she gave me his information. That was like in January, February of 2017. I actually sat on that information, sat on that information all the way into like September of 2017. I was transitioning between jobs from my job that I had at the health insurance uh, carrier to a job with the state of South Carolina. I had a week off in between. So you know what I did during that week off? I said, let me go ahead and make a demo. I called the individual up, Chris Clay. I went ahead, scheduled a time frame, drove up to Charlotte from Columbia, uh, South Carolina, recorded a demo. Two weeks later, maybe a little bit less, I had my first client. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the next thing you know, after that first client, other clients followed because that one client that I um, actually recorded from, uh, she ended up telling an individual that, that she knew uh, who actually he had like three or four businesses. He asked me to record voiceover commercial segments for each one of them. Nice. So Word of mouth. From that, it just, Go yep, far. it just kept rolling. Yep. It just kept going. Okay. So where did the name Martin Voice of Triumph, where did that name come from? Well, when I thought about it, you know, how I went through so many trials, so many tribulations. I mean, there were times at time, there were times at, at certain nights in certain time frames, uh, Tanisha, that I had to actually sacrifice meals mm. for my sons. Wow. You know, I actually, and this is like, this isn't like from way back in the day, like when I was growing up, this is like, I was a grown man. <laughs> grown man this is like you know within the last four years you know three four years or wow. so um i had to sacrifice meals you know for my son um went through a lot of adversity you know uh dealing with the divorce dealing with the economic challenges um still having to perform at work on an empty stomach at mm. times all those challenges they faced me but yet and still you know there's nothing but god that kept me you know so I was able to overcome. I was able to win. I was able to be victorious. I was able to triumph. So I thought about there was a scripture in the Bible that uh, is in Psalms 47, Psalms chapter 47, verse one, which says, clap your hands, all you people shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Mm -hmm. So I was like, huh, voiceovers, voice of triumph. That'd be a pretty cool name, you know, for a company, mm -hmm. you know, that dealt with voiceovers. So that the company is basically founded on that particular scripture. That's where it comes from. Psalms 47. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So you elaborated on it just a tad bit, but I want to dig in it a little more. Okay. So during your journey of making Martin Voice of Triumph, were there moments of unmotivation and discouragement? Um, and oh, yeah. if so... How did you keep yourself moving forward during those challenges? Oh, yeah. I definitely uh, face moments like that, Tanisha. I tell you, um, starting out, you know, new entrepreneur mm -hmm. and not from, you know, the local area. You know how it is. I mean, yeah. anybody that goes to someplace new, they're going to be certain groups of people clicks if you want to say yeah. <laughs> whatever the case may <laughs> yeah. be you know, 
you know, I'm on the outside looking in, like, who's this dude? You know, he's not even from here. He's from Jersey, you know. Um, how's he, you know, who is he? What does he do? Or you're not really, you, you're like, you're really, you really feel out of place. So all I could do is just be me. Yeah. And basically be the best Martin, you know, that I could uh-huh. be utilizing my gift, utilizing my ability to uh, influence, persuade, and to make people laugh and just to be myself but those those times that there were some doubts you know all i could do is just say you know say a prayer and like just keep it moving because i had no choice i had no no other choice but to press forward Mm -hmm. you know because my back was really against the wall and for someone to have come through let's just say you know uh 20 years in the military all mm-hmm. right. Went over to Afghanistan, you know, fought in a war, um, accomplished the American dream, you know, got a house, got a house, you know, uh, white picket fence in the whole nine yards, had marital issues, you know, yeah. marriage ended, you know, marriage ended, gave up a lot, yeah. you know, and then had to rebuild, mm-hmm. you know, had to rebuild everything. But the thing that also kept me pushing forward is that when I got that first client and then I saw that others started to follow, that was motivation for me as well. Wow, okay. You know, that was motivation for me as well. Because there were there were times like early out where I can say there were there were certain moments where the clientele it slowed down mm-hmm. like the tail end of the tail end. Well, the tail end of 2017 was great, but the early, early portion of 2018 started off slow. Mm-hmm. And this is the God's honest truth. I said one day I was getting in my car and I was heading to work. Job number one, not job number two, three or four, <laughs> <laughs> but I was <laughs> heading to work. And before I took off, before I took off out of the parking lot um, of my apartment complex that I lived in at that time, I just said to God, I was like, God, you know, no elaborate prayer or nothing. I was just like, God, please help me get some more clients. Seriously, Mm -hmm. because I'm using my gift like we all should. You know, God's given us everything, giving everybody something. I said, I'm using my gift. I'm being obedient. I need some more clients because I'm ready to ready to progress. Uh And lo and behold, honestly, it was just maybe a week later, if that. I got a call from somebody that wasn't from Columbia, you know, because I had just a few Columbia um, natives that were clients. But like I said, at the start of 2018, I said that prayer, got somebody that wasn't from the Columbia area. They were from the upstate region of South Carolina, Greenville. They, you know, responded to one of my one of my ads or what have you. And they asked, you know, what do I need to do to get a voiceover? So this individual, um, it was a uh, it was a a notary. Her name was Ruby. She has a company called Elite Notary, and she said, "What do I need to do?" I basically had a consult with her, set a contract up, you know, emailed it. She signed it, and then after she, after her deal was finished, the next thing you know, a ton of people from Greenville entrepreneurs started hitting me up a ton wow 
I mean, one after the other. It's like the upstate, everybody, I would say 95% of the business that I got in 2018 all came from the upstate, Greenville, Spartanburg region. Mm -hmm. So it was like, though things were slow in Columbia, you know, I asked God, I was like, God, I need, you know, some more clients. I need some more customers. The next thing you know, like I said, it was flooded. It just flooded. Uh, my inbox was flooded, you know, with uh, people wanting to uh, take part and to utilize my services, you know. So uh, and I and I posted this one time as a, um, a self-made quote or self-made meme, if you will. I asked God or I prayed to God for a few more customers and he gave me a whole city because literally <laughs> it was a good portion of people that came from the upstate. Okay. Okay. All right now. Well, <laughs> let's get into what you have going on in the community. I know I mentioned you being a radio personality and also right. your voiceover artist, but didn't really go into details. So, Tell us more about that and other things that you have going on in the, in the community. Okay. Well, with the community, the, the large part of my community work and experience has come through the radio station, okay. uh, through WFMV. And since I became affiliated with them, I had a great opportunity to take part in a few of the community events that they sponsor or you know, took part in. Um, there was like one that I can remember uh, off the top of my head, which was called Advancing the Dream. And it was a home buying seminar that the station, the radio station actually sponsored, you know, and put and uh, put together. Mm -hmm. And that that was a, a great event. And I did it two years, uh, two years in a row of the three years that I have been affiliated with uh, WFMV. And um, well, almost three years, it'll be three years, actually, this September. But for the two years, the first two years that I was, uh, in, you know, worked in part with them, that home buying seminar was something that was great because a lot of people, they aren't aware, you know, of some of the ins and outs as it relates to purchasing a home. Uh -huh. And some people think, you know, oh, I can't, I can't afford it or I'll never get a home or uh, my credit isn't good enough or whatever the case may be. But at this seminar, uh, the radio station, they put together such a great, uh, a great uh, event where they had, you know, people from banks, you know, lending organizations. They came in. They had realtors come in. They had people that actually were affiliated with uh, home uh, building, you know, actually the building companies that actually construct homes. Uh, so they made they made it very easy for the participants of the of the community to come in, get educated on the ins and outs of purchasing a home. If you wanted to purchase, if you wanted to build, uh, whatever the case may be. And it was good to see and good to be a part of that. You know, where we like myself uh, and the staff, you know, we were there to help people guide them from, you know, one station to another station because there were different stations set up. People were getting getting the education they need. And that is something that I feel that is lacking a lot of times within communities as a whole, uh, within the black community, you know, also education on some of the things that maybe other people know about, you know, mm -hmm. per se, uh, that 
you know, black people do not know about, our people do not know about. So it was good to just take part in that and to see the expressions on people's faces, you know, when they found out information and uh, just the outpour of people to come because it was completely free, you know, right. free seminar. But uh, that one, that one, I would have to say it sticks out the most in my mind um, as one that I would definitely want to be involved in again. And hopefully <laughs> when this pandemic ends, you know, that can be something that I continually uh, take part in. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's always, it's always good to do, to do work with the radio station. I mean, just to be out there in the community. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So where can, if I'm looking for you, where can we find you? Well, you can find me. I have a website. I have a website um, for the voiceover company. And all you have to do is just go to your web, go to the website, www.voice471.com. And I'm also on Facebook. You can just type in Martin Voice of Triumph. And I also have a business tri- a business page. And you can just type in Voice of Triumph and it will show up. Or Voice of Triumph 471, like at Voice of Triumph 471. It'll come up. And I'm also on Instagram as well as Martin Voice of Triumph. So I'm out there on social media, you know, out there on the World Wide Web as well. And if you even, you can even go to uh, YouTube. You can even go to YouTube and I have a YouTube channel, um, small, but <laughs> small, but growing. Uh, Cause that's one of the things actually I was looking into uh, reshaping and building upon. Normally after mm-hmm. I finished a voiceover segment, I would put it in the form of a MP4 video with the MP3 kind of basically layered uh, into that particular uh, video and put it out on YouTube. And I did that, you know, from time to time. So you can hear my demos uh, that are that are actually on YouTube. My demos are also on my website as well, where you can get a pretty good idea of what I'm capable of doing as it relates to assisting in the promotion of your business through like a, a voiceover uh, commercial segment. <laughs> so I'm interested in hearing your voice impressions, please, if you will allow. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's one thing that um, I I did from time to time, and I didn't really discover that I was able to do, you know, voice impressions until I was working at the company that was the uh, health insurance provider. Because when I was there, I was like a instructor. I was a teacher, like a corporate corporate trainer. And everybody knows that teaching can be a little taxing, you know, especially with anybody, adults or kids, you got to keep it fun. You got to keep it entertaining. So from time to time, I would, you know, just mimic the voices of like certain people, you know, and I found out that, you know, after hearing somebody for a little bit, I can kind of, you know, basically mimic them. So one that I did one time, and actually, it was like a prank until I took it into the classroom and started using it was number 44, President Barack Obama, you know, and I would do, you know, just mimic him from time to time in different situations, you know, like, for example, if you could ask President Obama a question, say he was on the phone versus me, what would you ask him? So, President Obama, how do you deal with your job? Uh, well, uh, Tanisha, uh, I just got to say one thing. Uh, it's not easy. 
it is not easy at all. Uh, first thing, look at my hair color. All right. Uh, that lets you know right there that they stressed me the heck out. All right. Uh, I went in, went in the office, black hair. Now look at me. All right. It's, it's, it's a disaster. Okay. Uh, but that's okay. I use just for me. You know, I, uh, I hooked it up. You know, Michelle likes it. You know, uh, she says I look uh, 40 years younger, even though I look like I look 40 years older after my uh, first term. But uh, I deal with it. You know, I just uh, try to chill out. I uh, go online sometimes. Uh, sometimes I go on Instagram and I listen to uh, no gossip, just talk. You know, that uh, that calms me down a whole lot. Yeah, that, and that's basically what I do. Nice, nice. You're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just, you know, different voices. I, you know, I try to practice or it comes to mind, you know, um, and it's like certain voices you can do certain voices I can do easier than others. Um, it all depends on really how their vocal tone is and how their range is like talking about presidents, you know, I said, okay, I can do, you know, president Barack Obama. I said, I wonder if I can do like Bill Clinton. So I tried it one time and, you know, the next thing you know, well, let me tell you something, Tanisha, and I'm only going to tell you one time. I did not click on the right settings before I went on to this podcast. So I had, let me just tell you, hold on, hold on before Hillary comes in. I don't want to, I don't want to hear, I don't want her to hear me talking to you. She might get jealous, but uh, I didn't know what I was doing. So I had to go to my laptop and do it the easy way, but I'm here. I'm here, but you know, <laughs> You know, and it's it's a few, you know, it's a few, you know, a few different voices. But um, I have fun doing that. You know, I seriously, honestly, I want to do like a Facebook live or a, or an Instagram live where I call up people and just like just go off. Just like any voice that I can do, you know, one at a time, see how long I can go without them, you know thinking it's, you know, not the actual person who they're talking to, you know, and just do like prank calls or something. <laughs> do prank calls. You should do it. That would Seriously. be funny. You should, yeah, you should definitely do it. You should definitely do that. That would be uh, very interesting. I would tune in. <laughs> I, I really want to do that. Just yeah. to see how it goes. I kind of like prank calls. You know? <laughs> I like listening to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, but thank you so much for sharing that with me. Oh, no problem. No problem. Yeah. Well, you know what, Martin? You have truly blessed me. Thank you so much for joining me on No Gossip Just Talk. I hope this won't be your last time joining and all that great stuff. (laughs) It won't. It will not. More things to come. And that is the Inside Scoop. Make sure you tune in next week for another great episode. I'm your host, Tanisha Javon. And when you check in with us, it's No Gossip Just Talk. What's up, guys? It's your girl, author Tanisha Peak, giving you the scoop on my most recent books. Why cry? Why feel like hope is gone? Ignoring the door to freedom, refusing to let it go. Why feel uncomfortable? No display of light to see. My visions blurred. Darkness only reveals before me. 
I'm walking in areas where shadows blocking my blind side like hands over my eyes, feeling discouraged with no energy to try. What's the point of encouragement? Already held hostage with no repentance and no forgiveness, like a disturbed woman who hates the world for no reason. Why should I cry? To release the pain? I've tried several times approaching my fears only to back down, shedding more tears. I feel like giving up and throwing in the towel. I believe there's no reason to find my inner strength or clues on how to find me. I have no belief in redemption. The unbelief worn is my... The Wounds from a Healing Heart For those who may not know me, my name is Corinne. My father was murdered and it left me truly broken. All I have left is my sister and mother. But unfortunately, my mother is not present. She's battling her own demons and the sad part about all of this, I hate her. Not only that, I hate me too. And honestly, I'm lost with no direction. To learn more about my life, read volume one and two, If Only I Had a Home. Go over to my website at Tanisha Peak. That is T-E-N-I-S-H-A. P with a double E K dot com and grab your books today. Ciao for now.